It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. This is Kyle Hyman. With us to talk about something that we can do for Lent is the one, the only, Mike Kelly. Thanks for being here. Great to be here. We've been talking about this a little bit, that we're doing something special this Lent, and you have somehow been conned into... giving us these two-minute reflections for every weekday during Lent. Mm -hmm. Your pray for two spots were kind of, instead of it being a here and there thing, once every once in a while, you know, maybe a new one every week or Mm -hmm. something. We're getting to do one every day, weekday during Lent. Yeah. And people can sign up for that at LentRadio.com. You'll get it in your email, but also it's going to be airing on the radio station here. When presented to you this idea, were you a little cautious about it because that's a lot of content to be able to create or were you excited about it saying no this is no problem i can do this. I, I was excited about it i was more concerned for doug having to deal with me that much time though. so on the production side <laughs> yeah recording right that's a heavy burden uh-huh. for him to carry ahead of Lent. so yeah but no i was very excited to be asked it's something that we've what it's been about two years now that we've been writing these and producing and editing and getting them on air and it actually started with Lent. And so we had some spots already done up. So mm. first thing that we did was we kind of inventoried what we had, looked at all the readings that are up for Lent, and tied them together and said, okay, we've got one for Matthew 4. I can plug that one in. So we had probably 60% of it already done okay. before we even started. You know, And it was kind of one of these revelations like, oh, I only have to write 12 more, and I think we're, we've, got this, we've got this ready to go. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So that's what we did. So when preparing for this, you look at what you have, mm-hmm. look at what you might still need. And just imagine there's a lot more kind of analyzing the Lent mm-hmm. process than most of us do prior to Lent. Yeah. How was that beneficial for you? And were there any kind of discoveries that you made in the process? It was great. When you have to read all of the Lent readings ahead of time, you uh-huh. start to see some patterns, you know, wow, there's a lot of Isaiah readings in Lent. You start to see these patterns take forth and the building, kind of this crescendo as you get toward Holy Week. Obviously, the Holy Week being kind of the penultimate part of Lent. But sure. It was an interesting exercise. Do you feel like you grew more from doing that than maybe past Lent's? Or I guess some of that will still, the fruit is yet to be seen. Yeah. Because now you did all this preparation before Lent, and yeah. you're kind of hitting the ground running instead of a lot of us, I think, Ash Wednesday, we wake up and like, oh, oh what yeah. am I going to do for Lent? <laughs> yeah. But you've been thinking about this you know what's, deeply. Yeah. And what's even funnier is starting New Year's, I started to do some intermittent fasting oh. and thought, you know what? I'm just going to make this kind of a pre-Lent. As, as a prayer exercise or both, as a health both, thing? Both lose some weight uh-huh. uh, because I'm, I'm running more. Okay. So just to take some pressure off my knees. But then as we were writing these, I'm like, this actually works. It feels like I'm doing kind of a Lent ahead of Lent. So okay. I was in that spirit as we were putting these together. Yeah. So it was good. It was a really good exercise. Anything to look forward to? Some highlights or some themes that you were kind of picking apart? You know, and we've talked about the pings of the Holy Spirit, but yeah. it's a challenge because a lot of times I like to just go with wherever the Spirit leads, right? I've heard a scripture, I heard a certain theme, I know I want to write about that, and mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of freedom. Lent was a little more difficult because we have very specific readings, so then 
it was like, okay, I need to read these specific readings and see if I can find an inspiration from that. Mm -hmm. And there's a funny story. There was, at one point, it got to maybe week three, but we had four done and I needed one more. And I read through the Tuesday readings, then nothing inspired me. Got through Thursday, got through Friday, and I thought, oh no, there better be something in Saturday or I'm in real trouble. So thanks be to God, I read the Saturday readings and found something. But, you know, writing a two-minute prayer spot that has a theme, a scripture, and a prayer is a challenge in and of itself. Right. It's kind of like a haiku. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've, <laughs> yeah. got, you've got a certain frame and a structure. And for consistency purposes, I want to have each of those each time that I write one. So it presents more of a challenge when you're having to work with specific readings mm-hmm. within a Lenten structure versus just whatever, wherever the Spirit takes me. So, I just recently heard somebody say that if you tell somebody to name as many things that are white as possible in 60 seconds, they'll come up with a list. But if you say list as many things that are white that are in your refrigerator, they'll actually come up with more things. Interesting. Even though it's much less to choose from. So maybe sometimes having some of these restrictions on your creativity could help you to dig a little bit deeper and, and find even more. I think it does. Unless you're of the frame of mind that you're open to it and you've, I think you're comfortable with that because I think a lot of people aren't. I think mm-hmm. they're, they like structure and they're not comfortable in that chaos phase. Uh-huh. I think there are certain people that are wired that way that are more comfortable with the chaos phase or than others, I would say. I still think most people are do better with a little structure. And I think that's what's helped kind of facilitate a lot of this. Right. So what would you recommend for kind of the final hour preparing for Lent? So anything to do before Lent starts? Yeah. If you can get to a chapel even for 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and just sit down and have a conversation with God and say, you know, put something on my heart that... Or have a conversation with somebody that you know from an accountability standpoint that will tell you the truth. Hmm. Don't take offense to what they say, but say, you know, what do you think I need to be working on? Yeah. You know, you know me better than anyone else. That's why God put us in community is so that we can hold each other to account and you'll see things about me that I don't. Mm -hmm. So I should come to you and say, Kyle, what do you think I should be working on for this Lent? So... One, get to a chapel if you can, take some silent time with God and see if he puts anything on your heart. Mm-hmm. Two, to find somebody that you really know well, that you trust, that will give you some good advice, you know, and ask him the question, you know, what would you say about me after I left the room? Hmm. I mean, this is, Lent is about getting better. Well, and that's humility. Yeah. Right? To be open to seeing your weaknesses so that you can work on them and make them strengths. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of Lent. I mean, that, it's that structure. Yeah. It's something that, okay, I know this is the time. And we've talked about why don't we do Lent other times? Well, there's a certain solidarity in doing it together. Right. Right. I'm walking alongside billions of other Catholics trying to be better, taking this time for penitential reflection, kind of a time in the desert to kind of strip things down, take an analysis of what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing well, mm-hmm. and try to build up a virtue in place of that vice. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best, one of my favorite reflections that we did, and I think it's going to run not long after Ash Wednesday, is to make it a good Lent. If you're giving up something that's not good for you, a vice, if you don't develop a habit of virtue in its place, that vice is going to come right back. 
Right. And so we actually did a litany of all the virtues and say, you know, Lord, take away my pride, build up humility in its place. Yeah. It's a great inventory to kind of go through and ask yourself, you know, where am I falling short and what can I work on to build in its place so that this doesn't take root five days after Easter's Mm -hmm. over, you know? Well, and so good to think about giving up those vices and not just giving up candy, Mm -hmm. which could be a vice. Yeah. uh, Or it could just be not just giving up pleasures for the sake of sacrifice. That's fine to do that, and there's Mm -hmm. benefits from that. But how much more powerful is it to give up something that's actually leading you into sin? Yeah, and the other thing, too, is I think if you really do this well— you'll see your lents start to compound on themselves. Meaning, you know, what you thought was a really big deal to, and difficult to give up a pa- in a past Lent, you're like, oh, you know, I could do that and I could right. put this on top. Right. Because I've put a good habit in place there now and now I can work on something else. And you really start to see yourself grow in the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I think when you do see that almost like compounding interest, uh, if you think about it in terms of investing, you're, right. you're kind of building on that. Uh, or the same with like working out, you know, exercise. Yeah. And I think part of that is, so I, I ran in high school and went to state in the two mile and stuff. But if you asked me to run a two mile today, 90% of the people listening could probably beat me. You don't just stay at that level if you stop training. Yes. You know, if we do Lent, great. But don't do anything to sustain that. Mm-hmm. We're not working on our spirituality after Lent. Our faith is going to decline. And, and all of that work that we did, it, it'll have benefits, but not as like once we come back to the next Lent. If we didn't do anything to sustain the mm-hmm. growth that happened, we might just start back where we were. Yeah. Or worse. Which is, that's why we have Lent. It's like, okay, now wait, what have you been doing? Let's get back on track here. But if you can sustain it, if Mm -hmm. you can replace that vice with virtue so you don't relapse, Mm -hmm. then you're starting the next Lent at that 1% improvement, right? right, At the next step. And you can just add on to that. Yeah. So that should be the goal. Yeah. And not make your Lent so hard, A, that you either don't keep your promises you don't want to do that, but you also don't want to make it so hard that when you get to Easter, let's say you were successful, that you just go hog wild at the end. And I've done that before too, where you did a Lent that was so hard that, okay, I, I lost 10 pounds during Lent so I can run and then I gained 15 in the month after because right. I was eating and drinking everything because I didn't do anything during Lent. Yeah. So I guess that's the other caution is, and again, why I think building that virtue in its place is so important. If you don't fill it with something the day after Easter, you're going you're gonna to go right back to your old habit. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to kind of fill that. So the two different scenarios that I could see people consuming this is one, and maybe the most ideal would be in a chapel, mm-hmm. in a prayer space to sit down and listen to these two-minute reflections and kind of go through the reflection and the prayer and for that to be a moment of prayer. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be ideal. But maybe people already have something that they do, something kind of reading or something that they're going to do during prayer time. And this could be something to supplement that where this might be you know, while you're driving mm-hmm. and you're listening to it, you might be a little more distracted, but it's just something to help you and it's something to add on to something that you're already doing maybe. Yeah. And you know, we were talking about this. You're supposed to be brushing your teeth for two minutes. right? So why not hit play on this 
And that way you're going to brush your teeth longer. So your dentist is going to be happy. Yeah. And you get a little reflection and prayer to start off your morning. Yeah. And I, I just think this is going to be a great thing. Well, and I like tying it to the practical too, because a lot of people don't have time to stop at a chapel or won't do it. Don't make time. Don't make right? time. We, ha- we have the time. Yeah. Everybody's we have the hours, time, but, but we don't make right. it. That's Let's just address human nature right. as it is. Yeah. So let's put it into your daily routine. Yeah. And I like that idea. And my son and I drop him off at Dwinger every morning. We listen to your show. One of my spots comes on. Uh-huh. You know. So we talk about that spot on right. the way. It's great. Yeah. I have a conversation with a 16-year-old yeah. that I wouldn't have otherwise. So in the car, I think, is actually really good, uh-huh. especially if you've got kids in the car. And why I like it is because we do need to make prayer part of our daily routine. And the more you do it, you know, Paul, I think he said to the Corinthians, you know, pray always. Yeah. This is something that should be an ongoing conversation with God. And the more you work that muscle, the more familiar it'll be. Mm-hmm. And the, the more it'll seem like an, it'll feel more natural that you're, you're talking with your creator. Right. You're, you're conversing with him. You're listening to him. It's that love relationship that, Anybody that you love, you should be spending time with Yeah, in conversation. That's what prayer is at its heart. And that's what this is trying to encourage is, you know, we could have easily just made this kind of facts about the faith. No, I want this to be a conversation about a particular theme and, and scripture and then have a little talk with God. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what prayer is meant to be. And that's what really, I really want to encourage through this is start that conversation. You know, how do you learn how to write? You start writing. Yeah. How do I learn how to pray? I start praying, mm-hmm. and, and we're giving you a little bit of a guide, two minutes every day, to say, this is what it can feel and sound like. Yeah. You know, you make this your own, but this will hopefully inspire you, give you a little bit of a model, and then go take and run with it. Yeah. People can sign up for it at lentradio.com, and you can also check out the Pray for Two spots if you go to prayfor2.com, which is yeah. pray, F-O-R, right. number two. Correct. Prayfor2.com. Uh, but again, sign up, LentRadio.com. You'll get a email each weekday during Lent with a link to a two-minute reflection from Mike Kelly. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Great to be here. Thanks, Kyle.